G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. They were corrupting the simplicity of the faith and adding all this stuff to it. Paul had to explain to them again that when they came to faith in Christ, they were no longer enslaved to Satan. They were free. So what are you trying to enslave yourself for again with all of this man-made stuff? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we learned from the Jerusalem Council that Gentile believers did not have to observe the Jewish dietary laws, embrace male circumcision, or observe specific Sabbaths in order to be saved. Some dietary and moral restrictions were deemed essential, but nothing like the many laws contained in Mosaic Judaism at the time. But what about the food, drink, and Sabbath restrictions that Paul talked about in Colossians? Yes, it's kind of interesting because... I don't know, from my mind, when you read through the Jerusalem Council and the results that came from that, to me, that's pretty cut and dried. Mm. It seems very, very clear to me. And yet you've got this um, ongoing struggle in understanding these things. But the Colossians had a very unique Mm. um, problem that when the confusion reigned because the Colossians, having heard, I I guess like anything, it's it's like anybody who learns about the Jewish foundations of the faith, you can become really enamored Mm. with all of those restrictions because there's something inside human beings, I think, where we long to do something that's going to impress God. (laughs) That's right. Like we want to do something. We want to prove that we're especially spiritual. The Colossian church actually fell into that. Because they really got very much involved in what was called the Colossian heresy, which was Gnosticism. The Gnostics believed in secret information. Um, They were especially pious. They really embraced monasticism Mm -hmm. and asceticism. And you you read about that a little bit later where they thought that if they could be self-abasing, self-humiliating, even to deny themselves to the point of harming themselves, isolationist almost, that they were especially pious and spiritual, which you don't find anywhere in Scripture. You don't find any of that kind of restriction or instruction of that in order for God to think that you're especially wonderful. Well, really, they were kind of embracing the same philosophy of the Jewish religious elite, weren't they? Because they were essentially going in the same path of saying, well, if we can do all these things and observe all these laws and you know, have this extra understanding or this secret understanding oftentimes it was, that we're actually going to be more spiritual yeah. and then therefore you know, closer to God. And that was really the same philosophy that the Absolutely. Jews had. Absolutely. There was like spiritual elitism where they mm. could demonstrate their piety and others would look and go, ooh, ah, aren't they, aren't yeah. they spiritual giants because they deny themselves or something or they wear extra large phylacteries on their heads (laughs) and extra long robes or there was absolutely nothing in scripture that required it and yet they fell into that exact Mm. same error that the religious leaders had as Mm. you just said absolutely so in Colossians 2 Paul explicitly told them he said stop it (laughs) stop doing that 
In fact, he actually warned them to stop letting people defraud them of the prize that they'd been given. Yeah. I mean, that's a very strong word. It really is. And that's what Colossians 2.18 says, Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of the angels, taking his stand on visions he's seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. So they, they were being like spiritual superstars. Mm. Listen to the vision I've had. Listen to the dream I've had. Yeah. Look at how I'm denying myself. Look at all of these spiritual things I'm doing. I'm, I'm extra close to God. I mean, the Colossian church was being taught to embrace the elevation of spiritual entities like angels, to engage in self-abasement which is kind of like acts of self-harm or loneliness or uh, self-humiliation, as though that would somehow make them more spiritually attuned. Well, Paul goes on in this same chapter to uh, speak about this some more. In verse 20 of Colossians 2, it says, If you've died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you're living in the world, do you submit yourselves to decrees such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? which all refer to things destined to perish with use, in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men. These are matter which have, to be sure, the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. So there is, he's saying, all of these things you're doing to yourself, they don't mean squat, mm. stop it, stop yeah. doing that. It doesn't bring you closer to God. And Paul was trying to explain to these very well-intentioned believers that their rituals and self-abasement had zero influence on dealing with their fleshly desires because they're matters of the heart. And, and God is wanting to deal with the heart. And that is dealt through conformity to God's word, through the washing of the water of the word, not man-made religion and pious behaviors that we inflict on ourselves. Of course, earlier in Colossians 2, Paul was dealing with the issue of food and drink and Sabbaths and festivals. And these were important things in Gentile culture, just as they are in Jewish culture, with celebrations, anniversaries. They're all methods of, in pagan religions of connecting to deities. And food and drink celebrations is how we fellowship with one mm. another. So the Gentile church must have learned about Jewish festivals and feast days and Sabbaths and dietary laws and all of that stuff. And what they thought would be making them closer to God. They began implementing rules and regulations about them, as well as many ascetic and esoteric behaviours. In short, they were corrupting the simplicity of the faith, mm. making it complicated and convoluted and adding all this stuff to it. Paul had to explain to them again that when they came to faith in Christ, they were no longer enslaved to Satan. They were free. So what are you trying to enslave yourselves yeah. for again with all of this man-made stuff? That's right. They were just tying themselves up yeah. in it all. And Colossians 2 again addresses this. Now, this is verses 16 and 17 where Paul says, Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Exactly. So this is... The incredible freedom that God extends to man. He has very high and exacting standards that we know we can't maintain no matter how hard we try. And those who enforce stringent monastic lifestyles on themselves generally do so by leaving normal society. They live in ascetic and uh, restrictive monastic communities where they're secluded from the world where there are no distractions to engage in you know, a lifestyle of self-denial and, and whatnot. Um, and they, they stay in these communities where such restrictions are enforced. The difficulty with such places is that God never actually demanded such restrictions from them. 
uh, and they've withdrawn from the world and the societies that we're actually supposed to be salt and light in. Mm. Now, it's, I'm not saying it's a sin to live in these communities, only that the Bible doesn't say that these lifestyles are required and they certainly don't make you closer to God. Exactly. So really, it's just a matter of keeping in mind those essential requirements that are listed uh, with, with the Jerusalem Council, that uh, declaration that they gave, applying what Paul wrote to the Colossians, and there it's clear that there's incredible freedom, really, for all believers. There is. So no one is allowed to judge another believer on what he chooses to eat or drink. So if you want a bacon sandwich... You can have a bacon sandwich. I'm not oh, allowed to you. judge you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not allowed to judge you on that. But if I choose and say, look, I don't want to have a bacon sandwich, uh, you're not allowed to judge me on that either. Mm. That's a personal choice that exactly. I can make or not make. Mm-hmm. It means all foods and drinks are absolutely fine so long as they haven't been offered to an idol or another god, so long as there's no blood in it and it hasn't been strangled and it doesn't require that I fornicate to do it. Mm. Otherwise, it's fine. And nobody's allowed to judge another believer on whether they celebrate festivals, new moon celebrations, Sabbath days. Whatever you want to do with regard to the Sabbath day or a festival is entirely up to you. If you want to observe a Passover celebration, Robbo, you are absolutely free to do it. But Mm. if you decided you didn't want to do it, I don't get to sit in judgment on you for not doing it. If you want to go to church on a Sunday or a Saturday... That's entirely up to you. Mm. I don't get to judge you one way or another, and you don't get to judge me. So if you were to say to me, go and ask me, ask me, what day do I go to church? What day do you go to church, That's Mandy? none of your business, right? <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. Paul is saying it doesn't matter. Nobody gets to judge you one way or another. Now, in the millennial reign, as far as I read scripture, the Sabbath is the Sabbath, which is a Saturday. But right now, because that the substance is Christ and all things have not been complete yet, mm. in the meantime, Sunday is going to be sacred to one person. Saturday is going to be sacred to another person. Observing festivals or feasts is going to be sacred to some and not others. Mm. You don't get to judge me. I don't get to judge you. Be comfortable in your own conscience and be happy with that. That's the freedom that we have in Christ. Isn't that amazing? It really is. It's very liberating. Mm. We're almost done this series looking at uh, what we should or shouldn't eat. But there's one more thing to learn. We're going to touch on that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.